Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Travis Makes Friends podcast. Today is another episode of Freestyle Friday. And on this episode, I really wanted to talk about this article that came out from Harvard. This is a study, an almost 80-year study on happiness and what really allows people to be happy. And the reason I want to talk about it is that the show is obviously called Travis Makes Friends. So we talk a lot about relationships. We talk a lot about how to make sure that you have higher quality relationships in your life because a lot of times you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? The classic Jim Rohn quote. But most people don't ever take the time to audit the people that they spend the most time with, let alone try to purposefully spend time with people who can maybe turn them into a better version of themselves. And through, like, because of all that, because I've been doing the show for a while, over six years now, and the show used to be called Build Your Network, one of the questions that I would always ask my guests, and I, and I haven't done this much recently, if you're new new to the show, but before it was like a staple question. Every single person that came on the show had to answer the question, who you know or what you know, which of those two is more important and why? And at the very beginning, when I started asking the question, most people would just say, I, I thought most people were just going to say who, and then we'd agree, and then we'd talk about relationships for you know, 30 minutes. But what ended up happening was I started asking that question. I started getting answers that were all over the place. Like, oh, it's what you know with who you know, or it's who you know, or it's what you know, or it's who knows you, or like just variations, you know, of of, of the, the answers that I just were, was not expecting to get. And so it started challenging myself and started challenging like, well, what do I believe about this? Do I still believe that it's who you know? Because when I started the show, it was about who you know. But I would have some really smart people on here, very successful people who would say, no, it's what you know, because my skill and my, you know, my expertise is what enabled me to be able to get in the right rooms and meet people. And through all of the conversations that I had, I had the ability to kind of challenge that thought process to, you know, in myself. And ultimately, I ended up still believing at the end of the day, that it's who you know that that is most important. And really, it's studies like this that make it more apparent to me. Because if you focus more on the who, it will not only allow you to learn the what at an exponential rate, right? You can learn skills and knowledge from people who've been there before you, and you can in, improve by leaps and bounds by spending time with those people and learning directly from them instead of trying to hack it together yourself. But the thing that really makes that decision for me is, is studies like this. This is the longest ever conducted study on happiness. Okay. So scientists began tracking the health of 268 Harvard sophomores in 1938 during the Great Depression, and then they wanted to see what would lead to healthy and happy lives. And uh, even, I mean, there was people like 
President John F. Kennedy that was a part of this cohort. And uh, let's see, women weren't in the original study because the college was still all male, sexist. And uh, let's see, in addition, scientists eventually expanded their research to include the men's offspring who now number 1300 and are in their 50s and 60s. So the people that were in the original group are now in their 90s, the ones that are still alive. There's only 19 that were still alive at the time this this article was published, which was 2017. And uh, at, at the very beginning, this is my favorite, like what, what I really liked about this, they had, you know, every time scientists put together a study or, or, or put together a cohort to figure out some, you know, to, 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 to get some data to, to build off of, they have these hypotheses, you know, so at, at the beginning, they were thinking stuff, they were thinking about stuff like, you know, cholesterol levels and levels of physical health and activity and, you know, exposure to disease or, or access to medicine. And they were thinking these were going to be the things that had a powerful influence on the duration of somebody's life, as well as the happiness that they were able to have during that life. And what they found was overwhelmingly that close relationships, more than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout their lives. So so the evidence was so overwhelming, in fact, that they basically came away with this as being like the core takeaway for the entire for the entire study. So several studies found that people's level of satisfaction with their relationships at age 50 was a better predictor of physical health than their cholesterol levels were. When we gathered together everything we knew about them about at age 50, it wasn't their middle age cholesterol levels that predicted how they were going to grow old. It was how satisfied they were in their relationships. The people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80. So one of the one of my favorite quotes from this is this is from Robert Waldinger, great name by the way, who said loneliness kills. It's as powerful as smoking or alcoholism. And it was wild to me to hear that this was not just something that you would think would be true just from a subjective point of view, but that it's in the data now that this is like the longest study that's ever been done on happiness and aging and things like that. And the people that were the, 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 the healthiest lived the longest and were the happiest during that process, the people who had the best relationships and loneliness was like the main thing that contributed to lack of happiness or lack of fulfillment and things like that. So when the study began, nobody cared about empathy or attachment, but the key to healthy aging is relationships, relationships, relationships. So that is, it became like the ultimate rule in, in happiness and longevity is relationships, relationships, relationships. It reminded me of, you know, the, the rule in real estate, which is location, 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 the most important thing, right? It's relationships, relationships, relationships. And now Waldinger has this entire book now called The Good Life that talks about all the broader points of this of this study. It leads to better mental health, physical health, and happiness later in life. Just some wild insights that they were able to pull from this study. And then it also led me to this kind of realization that we're in an epidemic of loneliness right now. And it's and it's really counterintuitive because the world has never been more connected than today. But uh, the connectivity that we have is so distant and far off and, you know, we're connected to people, but it's through our phones and it's through technology and we're only seeing highlight reels and it causes, you know, internal strife and unhappiness because we're consistently comparing our lows to everybody else's highs and we're only connecting with them typically on the things that are really awesome. 
and makes you feel bad about the things in your life that are not awesome. And and then, you know, especially after after COVID and the whole pandemic that happened when when remote remote work started becoming more popular and Zoom calls became the norm, you know, people are now feeling more lonely than ever. And especially if you are listening to the show and you're an entrepreneur, which likely you are, or at least a solopreneur or a content creator in, in some regard, they can get really, really lonely doing the things that you do because first of all, most of the time you're by yourself, you know, you're creating in a studio like this, you're speaking into a microphone, there's not an audience of people in front of you, you're not connecting with people a bunch, you're not in the office, there's no, you know, there's no all hands meetings where you get to go hang out with people, there's no, there's no conference rooms, there's no water cooler, it's just you at your home. And yes, there are some amazing things that come with that because you can work from wherever you want to work and you can travel to Europe for a couple of weeks and and bust out some work from your laptop in a coffee shop and then go check out some really cool sites and things like that. There are some really great things that come along with remote work and especially when it comes to personal freedom. However, they are not good for the relationships that you have. And I was realizing it because this past weekend I was with a couple of buddies of mine who are not in my world at all. They're like they're childhood friends and, and more like more like brothers. I've known them since I was three, four years old. And I was hanging out with them and they they work like just, you know, they, they work jobs. They work at the county or they work for, you know, the the Department of Corrections, things like that. And it was interesting hearing them hearing them talk about like their coworkers and the relationships they have with their, their coworkers. And they're talking about how much they feel like they can be open with them and they can talk about things with them because they're almost in this like separate category. It's like they're involved in their lives and they spend so much time with them, like tens of hours a week, obviously, that they're spending with these people. And it, it it and if they were not working with them, they would have not met them and they would not be forced to spend that much time with them because they're with them that much time. They're able to build these like really deep relationships with people. And it's like they, one of my buddies is like, yeah, it feels weird because I talk to them about like the intricacies of my life, but it feels like safe. It feels like I can talk to this person because they're not fully involved in all the other areas of my life, but they're close enough to me because I spend so much time with them that I feel comfortable enough to share these things with them. And man, that stuff is so valuable and so important developmentally. And now, you know, proven from Harvard. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they are a pretty credible source that, that, that it leads to a long, longer life and a happier life and a more fulfilled life. And then marriage was a part of that study as well. The people who reported good marriages tended to be happier as well. I, I don't, I do, it's unclear to me, and I have not read the entire study, but it's unclear whether or not they compared that to people who were not married at all. But the people who were married and happily married were obviously happier, which that one makes a ton of sense. But, but yeah, really, really just, I wanted to bring this out because I talk about relationships all the time and I talk about how important it is to build friendships especially as an adult, and especially if you're an adult who works for yourself or you work from home or you work virtually, you don't get the opportunity. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. 
You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So you don't need to go connect with people who have who, who who you have things in common with. It's it's even more important for those of us who do those types of things. And this is why I'm such a big advocate of like masterminds and and traveling to events or or you know staying out a little bit later past the event time, past the keynote speech to go hang out at the hotel bar. Even if you're not a drinker, just go hang out. Here's here's the secret. You ready? Here's what I do if I don't want to drink, but I want to look like I'm enjoying myself and drinking. When I do drink, I just get a tequila soda with a lime. But then when I'm not drinking, I just get a soda with a lime, like just soda water with a lime. And it looks like I'm drinking and having a good time with everybody else, but I'm not drinking if I'm, you know, trying not to drink or trying to stay healthy or whatever the case may be. But the point is get out, go do stuff, find an excuse, like go put things on your calendar to get you out of the house and to make you go do things. It was funny. I had this conversation with, with Dane Cook on, on the show recently, and, and that episode should be coming out soon. But after we were done recording, he was telling me about this, this thing that happened for him when the entire his entire world was kind of crashing down or this was actually before he got famous but he was he was having just a really rough time and was questioning what he was doing and why he was doing it and just feeling kind of that depressed feeling and he's like and, and he was like all i did was force myself to do something he's like it's all it's bad to just to sit still so i forced myself to do something so i got up and i went for a walk and on that walk I ended up meeting this person who was super cool and that person ended up wanting to see one of my shows and I didn't have anything on the calendar. So I called the booker, the agent or club or whoever, I forget who it was, and booked a show just so that person could come see him perform. And what happened was there was an exec from, I think it was ABC, he said, who was at the show and watched him perform. And he got a bunch of opportunities that came out of that all because he decided to go for a walk, ended up meeting a person he didn't expect to meet. They wanted to do the show, so he booked the show, and then somebody was at the show that ended up offering opportunity in the future. And so it was like a, a classic example of just not letting life happen to you, but you taking control and doing something about the things you don't like about your life. And especially when it comes to building friendships and relationships, you know, if you're not satisfied with the relationships that you have or the friendships that you have, then that means you got to go make new ones. And it can be really uncomfortable. And it's weird as an adult. It seems kind of counterintuitive because you think we'd like get better at that skill over time. But it's just because we don't have as much opportunity, especially again, if you're somebody that works virtually, you don't have like a classic J-O-B type job and you're not going in. There's not a water cooler and there's not the meetings and there's not, you know, the the, the group conference room meetings and things like that. Because Zoom call Zoom is just different. You know, I, Zoom, Zoom is different. It's never going to be the same me. I know there's a bunch of studies out and I know the people, there's a lot of advocates for it, but at the end of the day, like in-person relationships are just in they're they're irreplaceable. 
And if you want to spend time with real people and feel people's energy and, and be a part of something, then you're going to have to take some action at some point and go do something. Go to meetup.com, I think it is, and look for activities that you enjoy doing. You know, people, people build relationships based off of commonality. So go to something that gets you around a bunch of people who you have something in common with, right? Like if you're a fan of comedy, go to the comedy shows. Don't just watch stand up on YouTube from your house or your apartment. Like get out, go to a comedy show because you're going to meet a bunch of people there who also seemingly give a shit about comedy, right? If you like art, then go to the local art museum or go to one of those little, you know, pottery painting places or classes or whatever. Like go do things that you care about or are interested in or have some sort of passion about and you're going to find people there who have some sort of commonality with you and you don't and, and and then forget about the whole like i have to agree with everybody and everything thing like if that's still you you have to evolve past that because you bottom line is you're never going to agree with everybody on everything and if you only fill your life with people who you agree with on everything then you're only going to live that version of life and that's the only like part of life you're going to see that's the only perspective that you're ever going to have and it's going to stunt your growth as a human being overall if you only stack the, your relationships with people who you agree with on everything so get out go find people that have something in common with again that's why if you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or whatever i'm a big fan of those conferences like i'm going to podcast movement next week you know like i've gone there probably three or four times i'm probably will not sit through a bunch of sessions. The only reason I'm going is just to go see some friends who are also podcasters because I know the journey that they're on and we we share commonalities and we share struggles and we share stories and 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 it's in it's an enriching time to go to those things, hang out with those people, have a good time and and then and then continue to move forward with those relationships because now i see these people you know once twice three times a year at different events and we don't get to hang out much during the year other than those things because we live on different parts you know different parts of the country or sometimes different parts of the world but when we see each other it's like it's catching up with old friends and it enriches my life makes things better and and do i agree with everybody and everything no i don't but but we agree on some things and we respect each other and we have commonalities that we really enjoy talking about so a couple of those people last year we was my 30th and we went to cancun for a few days and uh, stayed at an all-inclusive resort down there for almost a week and probably half of the people that were there it was like an eclectic mixture of people some of them were childhood friends but the other like half of the people that were there were people that i've met through podcasting who were just like friends enough of mine and we, like we'd gotten along enough and we had hung out on a bunch of different occasions and party together and have fun together enough to where they came all the way out to Cancun just to spend a, a few days there with, with me and my childhood friends hanging out and having a good time. And those were people that I met at podcasting conferences and hung out with through through that medium because we have that thing in common. So so get out and go do things. If you, if you, if you feel like you're lacking in relationships, even if you don't feel like you're lacking in relationships, it's really good for every single one of us to actively and intentionally fill our lives with more high quality connections. And this is a huge reason why I have a podcast as well, because my podcast helps me be very, very intentional because I release episodes on a consistent basis. And so if I don't continue to have conversations with interesting people, then I can't release those episodes. So I have this, this more, this kind of like obligation, this duty to you as my listeners and you as my audience 
to constantly connect with new people, interesting people, and have good conversations with them and release them here on the podcast. So I really enjoy having the podcast for that reason. Some of my friends do events. They do like, you know, monthly meetups or live events once a quarter, or they host dinners, you know, host, host a dinner party once a quarter, bring out eight to 10 people, maybe three or four people you already know and five or six people that you don't know, or have the five people that are coming that you already know, bring somebody who you don't know. Um, get people in a room together that share some sort of interest or commonality with each other. And you you as the host, by the way, will reap the benefits of being the host of that particular thing, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, or it's a, a live event, a meetup, a dinner party, or, or an event or something like that. So don't sell yourself short. Get out there. Go to things that other people are doing. Host your own things. Go to the concert. Go to the comedy show. Like Get out of your damn house and go do something that's going to get you around people that you could potentially build relationships with and then work on those relationships because at the end of the day, like, you know, the money and the status and all those other things are nice in life. They're nice to have. And, and the reason that you probably listen to the show is to learn things. So you can make yourself a better person. That's why we're all here. But at the end of the day, if you don't, if you don't have fulfillment and you didn't find meaning and you skipped out on happiness for the sake of success or for the sake of increased knowledge or the what you know, I think you're going to regret it. I just think it's going to be one of those things that you get down to the end of your life and you go, man, I should I, I should have just done a few more things. You know, like you're probably not going to you're probably not going to sit on your deathbed being like, man, I wish I would have spent more days in watching Netflix. And that may, you know, may, maybe you will. I don't know. You, you could be just that big of a movie fan. I don't know. But, but even then it's nice to watch movies with people that also have the interest in the movies you're watching. You know, like it makes comedies funnier. It makes dramas more dramatic. It makes horror movies, you know, scarier. Well, actually that one might be the only one that, you know, it might actually make it less scary if you have people with you. But for the most part, doing things with other people who whose company you enjoy, who make you laugh, who get your sense of humor, or you have something in common with, it's going to enrich your life. And, you know, if we're, if we're not, if we're not all aiming for, for happiness or fulfillment or meaning or something like that, then what, you know, what are we doing here? Well, why, why are we, why are we focused on all the other things that we're focused on? You know, all the other things just lead to a better chance of getting those other things, right? If you have more freedom, if you have more time, if you have more money, then you can more likely pursue other things that make you happy or enrich your life or relationships that, that, that you enjoy and, and, and make you a better version of you. So get out there, go, you know, that's the challenge for the week, for the month, maybe is just take a night when you would normally stay in and go do something. You know, if you got kids, I, I know it's more difficult with kids. Trust me. I know we used to do a lot more things before we had two little rugrats that we had to actually, you know, care about their well-being and things like that. We can't just leave them at home. So get a, get a babysitter, get your parents to watch the kids, find a nanny, do something, get out and go get around other people. Maybe do a family thing where you can go bring your kids to the thing and meet other people that have kids your age and they can play together and then you guys can talk or whatever. Go do something this week, this weekend that puts you in a position to meet other great people. And, uh, you know, according to Harvard, I think, I think it's probably going to lead to a little bit more happiness in life. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. 
And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.